Hey listeners, this is Marsha Epstein with Talk With Me, and I am in Lawrence, Kansas, and today we're going to be talking at part of a big imaginary table spanning from near Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, to Lawrence, Kansas, in the middle of the USA, down to New Orleans, Louisiana. So pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. I, as everybody knows, am a huge fan of words, in particular poetic words, art in general for sure, the connecting, the communication, conversations that happen because of art that maybe wouldn't happen otherwise. Uh, to me, that's, that's hugely important, and I love it when it sneaks up on people and they realize they've just paid attention to something they might not have thought about otherwise. It's a very cool thing to me. It's a very healing thing. It's a very powerful thing. Um, it's it's good for the creator. It's good for the audience. So I love doing shows like this. Um, it's October of 2017, which means it's autumn, which looks different, I'm sure, in all the places where everybody is. And for me, I kind of like change. So I like that. It looks different, it feels different, but I will say that one day might be hot, one day might be cold. That's kind of the way climate change works, right? Anyway, enough of that. I am thrilled to get to do this show, and I am going to be inviting you listeners to be part of a conversation, the listening part, but nonetheless part of it, with two very special people. We're going to have... Wolfgang Karstens of Epic Rights Press and Todd Cirillo of Six Foot Swells Press. And who knows where we will go during the hour. The hour will not be long enough. So I'm going to tell you right now that you're going to listen to this show and you are definitely going to want to hit the internet, go to the order pages and buy some books. So welcome, Wolfgang. Oh, hey, Marcia. Sorry, I was in my happy place, you know, that's uh, the day before I met my wife. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, you know what? It's always a pleasure to talk with you, my friend. It's great to talk to you. Okay. Thank you for joining me today from your happy place. <laughs> You know, so today we're gonna we're gonna talk about my new book, which is coming out through Six Foot Swells Press. It's called Hell in High Water. But uh, you know, before we get there, I just want to do a bit of housekeeping. Um, I've had okay, uh, two books published this year. Um, the first one was Bulletproof. It came out through Gray Borders Books in January. Uh, the editor there, Jordan Fry, did an excellent job with it. Uh, you can grab a copy at grayborders.com. And, you know, I wanted to read a poem from the book, and strangely enough, um, I've been had a flu now for the last three weeks, which is actually what prompted me to write Bulletproof in the first place, so it's kind of fitting. So if you hear me coughing and hacking, no, I'm not, <laughs> I, I'm not working the hash pipe. I'm just uh, a bit under the weather. But, uh, you know, I want to go ahead and let's go ahead and read uh, the title poem from that book, and that'll kind of get us going here. All righty. I used to believe that I was bulletproof, that if I just put blood above my doorway, death would pass me by. I've never broken a bone, taken a ride in an ambulance, or spent a single night in a hospital room. I used to be the guy when everyone around me was dropping like flies who wouldn't get sick. Those days are gone. Now a simple cold can leave me bedridden. A flu like the one I have now can last for weeks, sometimes months, working its way deep into my lungs. Today marks my 45th year, and I'm no longer made of Kevlar. The day is coming when I'll get sick and not get any better. Happy birthday, motherfucker. Your days are numbered. <laughs> and so that's kind of where I'm sitting right now. Um, yeah. Hopefully I'm on the med now. Um, I also want to mention, I, I also had a book uh, published through the great Sphinx Apache Press called Raising the Dead. Uh, it's the second book in the, the Dead trilogy. Um, Raising the Dead picks up like uh, some kind of Nietzschean anti-hero where only the dead collapsed. Um, and the book is dedicated to the, the late Doug Dramey, who is a guy who had a, a very profound impact on my life. Um, you know, it's funny, we We've talked about this before, whether uh, it's better to suppress the memories of those we've lost or to keep them at the forefront. 
Um, I don't know which is better. I know for myself, I like to keep them with me and I surround myself like my office is, is full of mementos. Um, and kind of like, you know, whether it's Doug Dramey or Todd Moore, even the late, great Chris Cornell, um, I'm kind of their perpetual pallbearer. You know, I wake up and I strap their caskets on my back and I carry them with me through the day. Um, that seems to work for me, but I I'm going to go ahead and read a poem. Uh, is about Doug Dramey. All right. Dramey, I didn't know you were sick. I gave away all your books, even though they were autographed because I wanted to share your poetry. Now that you're gone, I regret everything. I only hope that wherever they are, be it on eBay, as part of the pot in a high stakes poker game, or on the back of someone's toilet, they are cherished as much as I cherish our time together. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's my housekeeping, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Helen Highwater, um, Anyone who's been married or involved in any kind of long-term relationship, you know, they understand that you have extreme highs and extreme lows. Um, you can be sitting on the couch together laughing and joking one minute. Next thing you know, you do something wrong, you say something wrong, and then you find yourself in Dante's seventh circle of hell. <laughs> hell and high water is really about these highs and lows, um, in particular how they relate, relate to my wife and I. Um, you know, and it would be wrong to say they're all autobiographical poems because they're not, you know, I, I use everything from my toolbox, exaggeration, hyperbole, sarcasm, humor. Um, and so what I want to do to start this off is I'm going to give you two poems, um, neither of which appear in Hell and High Water. And these are kind of address the, the extreme highs and the extreme lows. Um, the first poem is actually from my book, Factory Reject. And this is one that actually is fitting for Helen High Water because actually the dedication for my wife, um, to which I dedicated Helen High Water, actually comes from this poem. It's called Tracy Lee. Tracy Lee, you throw better football, catch more fish, and always take my money at poker. You are the best campfire cook, make the perfect Ukrainian dinner. You once told me the secret ingredient in your pierogi dough was love. You said you were an alien, that you believed your real parents would come back for you someday, but that you stopped waiting when you met me. You have the best story ideas, the funniest punchlines, and there's more poetry in your green eyes than I could possibly squeeze from the keys of my typewriter. You teach me that fear must be overcome, that demons shouldn't win, and that the most important lessons in life are to never complain, never surrender, and never say die. You, my alien princess my shining light, my one great love. You make me want to live to the point of tears. That's awesome. And so that, that's, that's the extreme high. And yes. then from there, we go to the extreme low. Um, and this poem was actually published in the Sphinx Apache anthology, The Bones of Nirvana. It's called I'm Trapped. I'm trapped in a sexless marriage with a woman who is decomposing before my eyes. I wake up early, make the kids lunch, drop them off at school, then go to work, a job I hate, to make ends meet. I come home, make supper, listen to my wife complain, my kids argue, my dog bark, then go upstairs to my sexless bed, climb between the sexless sheets, and have sexless dreams. I am dying. They say artists must suffer for their craft. Baby, my poems are inked in blood. Yeah. And there's your extreme low. Yeah. Um, what is interesting about Helen High Water is that, you know, I've always been writing these relationship type poems, the highs and the lows, but I, I could never figure out, I could never see the book. Um, so I, I actually put together this 24-page uh, chapbook, and I sent it to my good friend Todd Cirillo at Six Foot Swells Press, and I, I asked him for some feedback. So I'd taken these relationship poems, and I'd married them with these celebrity poems. Um, Todd came back to me with, he said, you know, it, the, the merging of the two subjects don't work, but I really love these relationship poems, 
And he asked me, he said, do you have any more? Well, I have tons, right? So I sent him about 75 different poems that I thought fit this whole relationship thing. And he hit me back and he said, you know, I'd be honored to publish these through Six Foot Swall's Press. Um, and that's kind of how the book evolved. So Hell in High Water, I owe exclusively to, to Todd Cirillo because without him, this book would have never seen the light of day. And I feel very fortunate about that because it is a book that I've been trying to just get a grasp on for so many years. Um, and what is interesting is that Todd Cirillo, he chose the material for the book. He organized the the timeline and his editorial suggestions were just so excellent. I can't even begin to express, um, in certain poems, he, he even suggested switching perspectives. So I'd written it from a male perspective. He said, you know, let's try it from the female, female perspective. And lo and behold, it just, it became that much more powerful. So I mean, I really have to give my, my, take my hat off to Mr. Todd Cirillo. Um, and what is interesting today, of course, is that we actually have Mr. Cirillo on the line with us. So, um, <laughs> Mr. Cirillo, Todd, how you doing, my friend? Wolf, I'm a lot better now after that intro. Jeez, man. <laughs> you know, I tell you, man, I do not, I do not, um, I do not believe in unwarranted praise. But you, my friend, you are one brilliant son of a bitch, and I owe you so much. Um, this book, Helen High Water, is so different from anything that I've ever done before. And I mean, it's it's a very important book. Obviously, it strikes so close to home for me. And I owe it to you. So thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you're awfully good at throwing diamonds on a dirt pile. So. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, you know, as, as he was saying, the... Um, way that it came about and really the um well, i'm hearing myself feedback um not it okay not anymore i think we're good um the, the, as he said he sent two different chat books and tried to merge them together and it, it just with with wolf's books and his poems were always um, as you said, he's a perpetual pallbearer, and so a lot is, you know, what he gets published and the, and the two magnificent books that he's had out this year. Um, it, it, people sort of know what to expect. And from my perspective, when he sent these poems, um, it's sort of like I can be at the funeral with him, but I'm looking at the one, you know, shiny flower that's laid upon the, the casket instead of, the fact that there's an actual casket there. And it, it, it occurred to me that beneath it all, um, which there is, you know, some, some of his, um, certainly his humor, his bite, his wit, um, and, and sort of that darkness that he can be known for, but, but that's not what jumped out for me. It, underneath hell and high water is uh, an absolute, tenderness yeah. and a vulnerability that I had, I had yet to see in a collection uh, of his. And it just, it just blew me away I, yes. it, immediately. And that's why I asked for more because you go from poems that can be very, very funny. Like he has one instead of speed bump um, to, you know, the human animal. Um, but also you get one, like there's one she's, you know, um, she's in the other room, but it feels a million miles away. And I, I have yet to find someone who tackled 25 years for an extremely long-term relationship and a commitment in the honesty. And yes, there's humor, but I'm telling you, there's, there's, there's a vulnerability in these poems and um, that can only come from being one extremely honest, two being uh, extremely courageous and unafraid to sort of put that out there because a lot of people might see jokes about your wife or things like that, 
when to follow that road, they would miss the point, which mm-hmm. is, again, to, to, to really put this stuff out there and have, you know, the artist, Wolfgang, be okay with it, the ones that he loves be okay with it. I mean, he covers his intimate relationship, uh, full-on, you know, mail-order sex toys to no sex at all and watching Married with Children reruns at 2 a.m. to the love and the responsibility of his kids, of his dog. And I, it, it, it is an absolute collection of his that, that I, I had yet to, 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 to um, have read anywhere. And I really felt like this absolutely um, required to be out in the world and, and in the hands of um, people who love poetry or don't love poetry, but everyone who's in a relationship or has been in one for sure. So it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Wolf, I want to ask you a question related to you reaching out to Todd and then this book that came. Tell us a little bit about the timing for you. And and what I'm wondering about is, you know, even in the intro when you were making some comments, you mentioned Chris Cornell and other dear poet friends who have died. And, and, And I'm wondering... In, in terms of the timing, what kinds of things influenced you to, to send this stuff to Todd that started the conversation that resulted in the book, Helen Highwater? Well, you know, uh, it's purely accidental that this book happened. Um, of course, I've been, I do the punk chat book series every year um, and, and the submissions like were not very good. So I just wasn't getting any anything that I thought was good. At, why? I mean, I have a terrific lineup now. Like it's this is going to be a, an absolute ball buster of a year, just like last year and the year before. But I really wasn't getting any good submissions. So I had this idea. I go, well, at the very least, I can put together a book of my own poetry, and I can throw that into the chapbook series, and then at least that knocks off one submission. So. The book that I sent to Todd, that's exactly why I put that chat book together in the first place. Um, and, you know, it's it's so interesting because Six Foot Swells Press, um, I am an ultimate fan of Six Foot Swells Press. I own their books. I deeply respect the press. They have this distinct mandate and they nail it every time. Like, you know, so, I mean, I want people to go buy Hell in High Water. Of course I do. But while you're there, I encourage people to pick up a book by Todd Cirillo, Matt Amott, Julie Vallon, Will Stapler, any one of the anthologies they put out because they're fucking magnificent. Um, so it's a very fortunate accident for me because, in a sense, I mean, I now get to be published, um, join the ranks in a press that I deeply respect and admire. Um, I, I'm so proud to uh, wave the broken heart and cocktail flag, you know. <laughs> so for me, it was never like I ne- and and to go back to what I was saying earlier, I've never seen the book. Like I have all this material, but I've never been able to see the book in my mind. So for Todd to come along and to say, "Hey, you know, I can see something here," and do you have more? And then to run out the ball and to choose the material and to order the material. And to basically just run with it and do everything was so, it's exactly what I needed because in my own head, I couldn't see the book. So, I mean, what was going through well, my head it, was simply, I just wanted to, to kill a punk chapbook. That's all that okay, wanted all right. to <laughs> Everything else is okay. just a glorious, fortunate accident for me. Okay. And and to, to sort of expand on that, I mean, the the wonderful thing is, you know, Wolfgang and I are constantly sending stuff back and forth. We're in constant communication, whether um, we're 10 sheets to the wind or whether we're stone sober, you know, we're still hung over first thing in the morning. You know, whatever it may be, we're constantly, um, you know, my mantra is creativity begets creativity. And so we're sending stuff back and forth, and it really came out of that, I think, uh, comfort and as as he said with six foot swells press which is myself and uh my friends matt amat and julie valin and we do have we our idea and philosophy is um you know it's poetry that's meant to be read in bowling alleys bar rooms and truck stops 
And if you have to explain your poems to the audience, then you failed as a poet. Um, and and to, to their credit, as soon as I contacted them and I said, look, he, he, you know, he's got not just a book here, but one that can make an impact um, and stand out among all the rest that's been released this year. Um, it, you know, Julie and Matt, Matt immediately went out and it took the cover photograph. And Julie put together um, an amazing, amazing design for the book, and um, and and it just went from there. And it, it's only through that comfort that I think, um, and friendship that people can uh, really bring their creativity out and allow it to come out. Mm-hmm. And with both of you, both Todd and Wolfgang, you both are poets and publishers. And, and I think that's a really interesting both opportunity and challenge. So, so Todd, tell us more about, you know, kind of making this book. You know, you and Wolf have this, have this friendship, this connection, you know, sharing information that, about what you guys are doing. He, he wants a little, a little help to create his own punk chat book because he's not getting the submissions that he needs yet. And instead, this turns into this much bigger project. So, so is there more to say about that? How, how, I mean, you, you recognize something there and really wanted to make sure it happened. Well, and, uh, it, and it, it's also, like I said, it, it, it's really feeling comfortable enough to either say, hey, this is either shit or <laughs> this, is a, this is a sapphire, you know, and, and, and this is something that we really, um, and, and it happens with all of us. It, 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 you know, if you cannot take the creative feedback and the constructive criticism, uh-huh. then, you know, j- just re- sit and write your stuff in your closet, read it to your mirror and say how great it is and, and never bring it out to the light of day. Uh-huh. But um, it, 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 it was honestly, it was the tenderness and the vulnerability and um, that came out in this group of poems and the ones that he sent and the ones that he wrote while I was still putting the book together. Um, I really believe in those shiny moments and those shiny things. And, and this, this was, is most definitely one of them. And um, out of all the books we've published, Madeline Levy and um, Matt Emma, Julie Valin, you know, Will Staple, um, everyone's books that, that we've published, this one is really powerful. I mean, you know, this this is the uh, snow leopard on the mountaintop. Uh-huh. It, it's just it 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 is something that I believe it's another side of of Wolfgang poetically that you know collectively people have not seen but deserve to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what do you think about all this high praise, Mr. Wolfgang Carstens? <laughs> uh, well, you know what. Um, I, I think one thing that it's so funny because, you know, an interviewer asked me the other day, I, I sent the book, uh, Hell in High Water off. And I said, look, you know, can you willing to write a review? And the first thing he said was, has your wife seen this book? Like, how does she feel about this book? And I said, you know what, man, um, I don't pull any punches. And I mean, my wife and I were, were very passionate people. We love fiercely. We hate fiercely. We hold grudges. Um, she's truly the most passionate, most intelligent, strongest woman I know. And she's my biggest supporter. She's uh-huh. bought every one of my books. She goes to all my shows. Um, so she supports me infinitely. And Wait, I mean, you, you make Tracy buy your books. <laughs> you know hey, good man. Good, 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 good man. <laughs> That's a good publisher right there. <laughs> I'll no tell free you, ride. <laughs> absolutely. You know what? And I don't cut her any deals either. I mean, <laughs> I autograph every one, and that's the best I can do, man. That's it. You know? Jesus so, Christ! Even I'll I'll take a free beer and give a book away. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's, uh, you know, and, and Todd mentioned the honesty and the courage and this and that. And I don't believe in holding anything back because if I, I, I put out stuff and then people are like, they're fucking shocked. They're like, how the fuck can you possibly say that? Like, but for me, it's all about honesty. It's about, you, you have to be honest with yourself and you have to be honest with your subject matter and you don't pull any punches because 
let's face it, man, the guy who's up on the ledge and about to jump, um, he doesn't need bullshit. He needs truth at that point. And I always yeah. try to just, I just want to be honest, completely honest. And, you know, that, that Todd recognized the tenderness beneath it all it is amazing, you know? You know, I got to say this, though, um, and this goes back to, to what Todd mentioned earlier. I have to give my hat off, not just to Todd, but I, Madam Mott. Um, so I had this idea. I mean, I actually had a different title for the book. Um, I had a different conception for the cover. And, you know, Matt, well, Todd said, well, I don't think that title quite captures the collection. So we scrapped that. I went back and I, I searched and I came up with a better title, which is the perfect title. And then Matt scrapped my cover ideas and he said, you know, let's try this. And of course, I'm. it was brilliant. I mean, I'm so glad he went with it. Yeah. Um, and then Julie Valin comes in and she designs this awesome cover. She The interior of the book is just gorgeous. So, I mean, Six Foot Swells Press is really a unique machine where everyone is bringing their own creativity and individuality and their particular strengths to every project. And it it's the perfect blending. And I've never seen that before, you know, and I got to give my hats off to Six Foot Swells, man. All right. Well, and everyone can go to AfterHoursPoetry.com and just sign up, subscribe, just put your email in for free, and then you'll be able to get a link to order it. You'll be able to keep up with our midnight ramblings that we'll put up there, other books. Sometimes we have contests, you know, things uh, things uh, of that nature as well, you know. And and there's actually the, 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 the title comes out of, um, one of the, the, the first magnificent poems that, that I had read about it. And I just, I, not only did I laugh my ass off, but <laughs> it, it, it was absolutely the truth because he took, and I, and I hope, I hope he does read it. Um, the slave lake poem that, um, it's a family vacation only that, 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 that is written through his eyes, but is applicable to every family that's out there. It's, it, it's so, I, you know, if, if you, you can read that uh, at some point, I would love to hear it. So, you know. Well, and the beautiful thing about that, too, is that's that's where I derived the, the title from. And that's also what my original conception for the thing was. So I tell you what, let's go ahead and let's read a few from that book. Um, I'll start. Mr. Cerullo, you had a couple of requests, so I'll make sure I get those in right now. All right. These are some poems from uh, Helen Highwater. Slave Lake, 2014. We were on vacation. My wife was mad at me. She's always mad at me about one thing or another. <laughs> we were at the beach. She wanted to leave, and I wanted to fish. She made her stand on the shore with the kids and the dog. I dragged my lawn chair 20 feet in the water and sat down. <laughs> Come hell or high water, I wasn't leaving. I got both. Hell and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I bought myself a year's subscription of adult toys. Every month they send me something new. The last four have been dildos. It's only May, and frankly, I don't know how much more my ass can take. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. After drinking a bottle of top shelf tequila. My wife started talking about giving me a blowjob. It got me thinking we should really drink tequila more often. Well, so much for the tenderness, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Here's some tenderness. See, it, it's a, it's it's as hard to put on paper as it is sometimes to put out to the public. And but but I, I have confidence in you, my friend. You've got it. <laughs> All right, here's some tenderness for you. I don't write love poems, I said, and I've never been much of an anglerfish. What does that even mean, my wife asked. Well, I said, when anglerfish mate, they melt into each other. The female absorbs her man until his eyes, mouth, and fins disappear, and they share the same bloodstream. I like that, my wife says. Well, then, I say, come here, mama, and let me hold you tighter. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Here's here's some more tenderness for you. My wife found my cock ring and made a big deal about it. 
She called me shady, pervert, and other names. I honestly don't think she knows what a cock ring does. But still, it could have been worse. She could have found the pump that goes along with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And here's honestly. Talking about. This is one. Okay, so this poem I'd written from the male perspective. And Mr. Cirillo turned around. He said, you know, let's try that from the female perspective. It just might work that much better. And by God, he was right. It was a nice gesture, of course, getting the heart tattoo with his name inked across it. But in his heart of hearts, he knew she had it backwards. It was he that would always belong to her. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And that, my friend, is, is where I owe you everything. Like, I mean, as far as editorial suggestions and everything else, man, thank you so much. You're truly top notch. Hey, man, you made it easy. So it seems like there might be in the works some more Todd Cirillo coming from Epic Rights Press. Just saying, seems like that might happen, huh? <laughs> well, you know what's interesting is that uh, <laughs> it was a pay for play. <laughs> it's interesting because I went from, um, you know, and it's so funny too because uh, Todd's book originally started like with the Punk Chat book series, and that was completely accidental too because. Todd had posted this poem about Bill Gaynor on Facebook. And I thought, wow, man, what a fucking fantastic poem. And then Todd was like, okay, well, I have some more. So I says, well, you know, shoot me some stuff for the Punk Chapbook series. He he shot me Sexy Devils, which blew me away. And from there, we went on and we did uh, his full-length book. And then to go full circle, and now here I am being published through Six Foot Swells Press is yeah. fucking amazing. And yes, Marcia, actually, Todd and I do have some plans for another book um, of poetry by Todd Strelacomp through Epcrites Press at some point in time. So, all right, yeah, no, it's it's truly been a a, a perfect uh, marriage of minds, you know. Uh huh. Very good. And it, 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 as as it, it should, you know, in a good creative working relationship. Um, I mean, to, to us, even at, us at Six Foot Swells Press, this is what it's about. You know, um, really working with people that, you know, you don't just um, love their writing and and their creativity. You want to sit down and drink a case of beer with them and find out, you know, what happens when we both black out. And in the morning, you know, who's going to bail each other out? And I mean, that's, you know, that's a deep commitment because you got to, you know, really go forward with that. So. Wolfgang has always, always been um, really at 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 the top of the publishing game, and any any part of Epic Rights that I can do with him uh, is is nothing but a gift. And um, any way I can help it out, again, I'm there. I'm I'm a hundred percent. I'm on the team, and um, you know, someday maybe we'll put together a big poetry festival of um, you know after hours poets. Somewhere up north or something. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Because I was thinking that's that's one of the things that to me is the miracle of technology. I'm going to guess you guys have never even been in the same room together. Is that right? Uh, unfortunately not. You'd see the yeah. smoke. That's for sure. Well, as close as we came, of course, we did Poets Underground, and uh, that's as close as, as meeting face-to-face -face as we've come. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, we'll remedy that. Cool too, because we're going to actually flip the Poets Underground um, coming up soon, and actually Todd is going to take over the hosting duties, and he's going to interview me on Poets Underground. Awesome. So that's going to be kind of neat. Yeah. 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 I'm looking forward to that, man. Yeah, and and again, it just comes down to one brilliant words, brilliant poems, and and you know more and more creative ideas, and you know some will work out, or and some you know may get put on hold, whatever whatever it may be. But that, to me, that's that's uh, a creative and a poetic relationship. What it's about. Yeah, absolutely, man. 
You know, I want to preserve the uh, magic and mystery of Hell and High Water for the reader. So what I decided to do was to look through my other books and um, even some new material and find some type of, of stuff that actually hits the same energy. Um, so I'm going to read a few now from uh, Factory Reject. And these are all, I, I think these have the same energy. You be the judge. There is no such thing as true love or your one great love. The best you can hope for is someone who inspires, encourages, and supports you. Find that, and everyone will say, you are one of the lucky ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These are coming out of Factory Reject. I'd misplaced one of my bingo cards, so when the caller started, I was playing catch-up. By the time I realized I'd won, the game was closed, and the 356 bucks went to another player. The remainder of the evening, my wife kept nudging me, saying, you should learn to pay attention to what's important. Still, it didn't matter, because all I could think about was you, and how I foolishly let you slip through my fingers. Uh, yeah, all right. When asked what she wanted for Christmas, my wife, a bowling enthusiast, replied, I want a new pair of shoes, a wrist brace, and a set of balls. I just looked at her, smiled, then said, honey, I can help you out with the shoes and the brace, but after that, you're on your own. <laughs> There's been a team of electricians in our house all week trying to determine why the power in our bedroom keeps going out. After stripping away the drywall, they discovered that a faulty connection had started a fire in the junction box above our bed. Explaining the situation to my wife, she just shrugged her shoulders, then said, that's ironic, because I could have sworn there hasn't been any fire in our bedroom for over a decade. <laughs> There's some uh, after-hours poetry from Factory Reject right there. Beautiful. Thank you, sir. Oh, my. And, and it is, from my perspective, this poetry is a different version, not a different message even to me, but a different version. Because when I first, however, however it happened that I first met you online and did a show with you, Wolfgang, you know, my, my way of interpreting the meaning that I've always made of your poetry is that it's about living fully every single day, which to me is a hugely positive message, you know, regardless of what the twists and turns are of any individual poem, that to me has always been the heart. To me, it's it's all come from the heart, you know, but, right. but these poems have a different flavor. They're more blatant about that. And that truly is, is, what prompted my question about the timing for you, the context, not even of just writing these poems, but also of putting them out into the world. You know, I'm, I'm conscious that a lot of times things that were written at whatever point by whatever po poet that, that I really enjoy, that, that the meaning has become different in this time with things that have happened in 2017 or recently you know that it's it's it, whole other layers of meaning get into work when it's really good work you know that it that it it adapts in some ways it morphs and so so i wondered about that i wondered about the personal side of of these poems being public now right um well you know all i can ever say is that uh my wife gives me carte blanche. I mean, she is my biggest supporter and uh, I always give her the best punchlines, you know, and that's, that's one thing I do. I, I put myself as the punchline in so many poems and I, I love to give her the best lines. Um, for me, again, I'm just, I consider it, I'm just so fortunate that uh, Mr. Cirillo came along and, and saw the value in these poems because truly, um, this book is something that I have wanted to do for so long, but I just could never, never, never see it. I just could never, 
I have all these poems. I could never see the the arrangement. I could never see what it was supposed to look like and the finished product, mm-hmm. um, which is something that I've always been able to do. You know, whether it's uh, you know, crudely mistaken for life, the abyss gaze is also factory reject, bulletproof. Like I always have a very clear conception of what it is that I want the finished product to look like. This book, I never, I could never see it. So it, it took, it took Todd coming along and, and just running with the ball and, and putting it all together. Well, thank you, Todd. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't do, do much. I just swept it all up, you know. Uh-huh. So tell us a little bit more about Six Foot Swells Press, because you, you've mentioned some names. And, and I think yeah. that that crew of you, that's really interesting, too. Sure. Um, you know, real briefly, we um, uh, again, our website is afterhourspoetry.com. And I really do encourage everyone to just go, just subscribe, put in your email, um, because we're constantly on the lookout. But it, it was three friends. We were sitting in a bar, and um, <coughs> Matt Amat had these little, um, he called them Six Foot Swells Press, and he just put these little chapbooks out. And he's magnificent at just leaving out artwork or books of poems everywhere he goes, wherever he travels. And, um, and, and with that, I, my, myself and Julie Valin came up with the idea to sort of professionalize it a little more. Um, Matt is a you know, surfer from way back in six foot swells. Um, I always thought it was a beautiful, beautiful, uh, perfect, um, name for us. And, um, it started out in about 2007 and this, I think, um, you know, with, with Wolfgang's incredible book, Hell in High Water, I think this is the number, uh, this might be our like 14th or 15th book that, that, that we've put out. And really, we've always held to that the philosophy of, you know, if really, if it's a poem that you, the poet has to explain to the audience, then, then we really don't want anything to do with it. Um, we really believe in making poetry accessible but also entertaining because uh, I'm a big believer that a poet must be entertaining, must be, um, you know, unafraid and has a responsibility to, to tell a story from, you know, or tell the, their version of the truth, which most of it's lies anyhow, but that's all right. Um, make it entertaining. Uh-huh. And, um, and we've always held to that and um, putting books out and we've published everyone. Um, A.D. Winans, you know, we've had Tim Adonizio. We've had, we've published everyone from people who got published for their very first time to old pros at it. And, um, as a matter of fact, with, um, uh, we, in springtime, we published a book by the poet Will Staple and, um, Gary Snyder did a beautiful forward for the book for it. So, wow. you know, for, for a little, a little poetry press, that um, you know racks up large bar tabs. We do all right, and um, and we're very <laughs> proud of it. And I'm and I'm 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 very proud of Julie, and I'm very proud of Matt. And to have Wolfgang, I mean, it wasn't even a second. As soon as I said I would like to publish Wolfgang's book, there was zero hesitation on uh-huh. on their part, and they were like, "Yeah, he's one of us." And yeah. you, you know, it's really about creating that creative uh, community because it's difficult in poetry. And but it can be very powerful still. I believe that. Yeah, yeah. And Wolfgang, for people who haven't somehow before this show encountered you and Epic Rights Press, what are some of the things about Epic Rights Press that I that? Well, you know, I mean, I've always believed. Um, stay true to yourself. I mean. Epic Rights Press books are based on my taste. I do not accept submissions of any kind. Um, I don't want them. I don't want to look at them. I don't care. <laughs> so when I come across poets like Todd Cirillo, um, I go, okay, you know, I want to see more. And then it all goes from there. So it's really, I mean, to be published by Epic Rights Press is always by chance. Um, that's how it works. It's all based on how I live my life, how I navigate myself through this strange thing called life. If I happen to run across your work and I like it, I'm going to want to see more. Um, for Epic Rights Press, I mean, it's definitely, I, I like to believe that Epic Rights Press is, is it's about the grit and the guts. Um, it's about 
being courageous and honest and writing a clean line and putting the right word next to the right word and the right line next to the right line and the right poem next to the right poem. Mm -hmm. um, we don't pull any punches. So it's, it's definitely not something that probably is for everyone. But I like to believe that just like Six Foot Swells Press, we have a mandate and I try to follow that very explicitly. My common argument is I love the poetry of William Blake. But you know what? I'll never publish it because that's going to alienate everything that I've worked so hard to achieve. Um, Six Foot Swells Press has the after hours poetry mandate and they nail that and they never waver from that. And they never take if someone comes along and says, look, I'm going to give you $10,000, put out this book of poetry. If it doesn't fit the, the Six Foot Swells mandate or the energy of the press, they're not going to do it. And that's all you really need to know about after it's press. I mean, I do not pull any punches on both the grit and the grunge and the fucking the extremes of human emotion. Yeah. Um, it's not about rhyming poetry or there's no poetic tricks when it comes to after it's press. It is what it is. Uh, the minute I find someone being inauthentic, I will literally tear their book in half and throw it out the window put it in the trash, take a fucking big piss on it. I don't want it. I, you're, you actually, you disrespect me when you're not real in your poetry. You uh -huh. need to, your poetry is exactly how you talk. It's exactly who you are and how you feel. And the minute you stray from that, I have no patience for it. Uh-huh. I love it. Okay. Well, you know, I want to read some poems here. I want to read some poems from Hell in High Water. And this is one particularly that um, thank you, Todd, for finding merit in this because I remember the day I wrote this poem and it to me, it's it's such a powerful poem. I sent it off to about 10 different people. They all said, ah, I don't like it. Doesn't make sense. I don't like it. Doesn't make sense. So that you saw merit in it. Thank you so much. It's called blank. Blank, 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 blank. You blank, 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 blank. It's always you. Strange. Yeah, beautiful. It's not the big moments in life that terrify us, but rather the small, ordinary ones. I can stand in front of 300 people and read poetry, yet my knees shake when I lean in close and kiss you. Good night. Yeah. I was driving. I was driving with a cigarette in one hand, a cup of coffee in the other, steering with two fingers all the while eating sunflower seeds. Wow, honey, I said, I should get some kind of award for driving like this. Yeah, my wife agreed. It's called a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my dog. I brought my dog to the vet yesterday for a checkup. When he jammed the thermometer up her ass, she started getting antsy. Relax, I told her. This is costing $117. At least try to enjoy it. <laughs> Daddy. Poor dog. <laughs> Daddy, Raven says, why do you sit fishing for hours, not catching anything? Honey, I say, do you see your mother here? No, she says, exactly. <laughs> All right, look. Look, I said with 15 coffee cups dangling from my fingers, some dumb bastard put all our dishes in the van. Yeah, my wife quipped. And now some stupid bitch has to wash them. <laughs> and here, I, I want to give you some tenderness too, you know. <laughs> Tracy Lee. Tracy Lee, I know your hands and feet are sore. I know you have trouble breathing. I know life is tough for you, but baby, we belong together. And I mean, don't disrespect when I say all I want is you naked on your hands and knees with my hands around your hips, pulling you into me. My wife, mm -hmm. my wife wakes me early to drive her to work. I was in the middle of a gorgeous dream. I complain. What's more important? She asks. Your dreams are driving me to work. I haven't the heart to tell her that after 25 years of marriage, all I have left are my dreams. Uh. 
that's it right there. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Alan <laughs> High Water, baby. Yeah. And I want everyone to know it's coming out on October 19th. Um, check it out at afterhourspoetry, afterhourspoetry.com. There will be a link on Amazon to follow. Um, when you go down to the Six Foot Swells Press, I strongly encourage everyone, pick up a book by Todd Cirillo, Julie Valin, Madam Mott, Will Staple, any one of the anthologies, Amber Decker, Decker, Madeline Levy. I mean, seriously, you can't go wrong. Add that to your order, and you will not be disappointed. And go to Epic Rights Press as well. We always, <laughs> you know, work in tandem. Got to. Go to Epic Rights Press. Order all of that shit. He's got shirts. He's got broadsides. He's one of the greatest promoters. And, you know, Epic Rights Press really is one of the most well-respected small presses out there. And I hope it gets to become a huge press. Give Random House a run for their fucking money. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. You know what I should do? I think when people check out from Epic Rights Press, instead of bringing them back to the Epic Rights Press website, I should put in a direct and take them right to Six Foot Swells. <laughs> uh, hey, oh, you man, just put your order through. Guess what? Fuck, there's more. Yeah, it's a love fest here. <laughs> <laughs> and what I want to tell our listeners who don't really get this, buy the books as close as possible to the people who are reading them. You know, it's it's this thing of, I think too many people rely on Amazon as the only thing. And the reality is Amazon's taking that big scoop of money as opposed to it being closer to the the poet, the publisher that actually created this work. So when you can, when you're at readings, buy the books there from that person. Go to the websites of the poets, of the small presses, and when you can order it there, order it there. You know, I don't care if you use Amazon as a resource, but don't use it as your first way of getting books. And if you can't get it sometimes, you know, other ways, Ask your independent bookseller around you before you go again to the big online retailers. Because the thing is, your independent booksellers are more, much more likely, right, to have those readings in their stores. We have this amazing bookstore in Lawrence, Kansas called the Raven Bookstore. The, the owner is a poet. They have this cool little gum machine kind of thing where you put in 50 cents and you get this plastic ball that has a poem inside of it and the 50 cents goes to whatever the, the uh, don't, you know, they, they do a fundraising thing. Right now there's some hurricane relief stuff going on for Puerto Rico, I believe. Check out what's going on with, with those really close to the source places before you use the big online retailers. And like Todd and Wolfgang are saying, man, look at what's available through these presses. Cool stuff, really cool stuff. Different authors, yeah, maybe you don't know them, but but you're getting a sense of what Six Foot Swells is about and what Epic Rights is about. And so take a chance, you know. Wolfgang, your your annual punk chapbook series, man, you get this selection of people. You you buy it as a one thing and you get all these different poets work, get exposed to people that you probably wouldn't have otherwise. So to me, that's a big deal. If you love right. poetry and you should, don't just get it all for free, man. You need to support it, you know. Give up some of those fancy coffee drinks. Have one less drink at the bar, whatever, and that'll add up to buying some poetry. I love John Amaris who talks about, you know, every week he buys a book from somebody, you know. It's a cool thing. Man, we love this stuff. We need this stuff. And that means we need to put some of our money there, too. Yeah. Well, the sad reality is that although John Yammers buys a, a book of new poetry every week, 99.9% .9 of them go on to, to level his dishwasher, right? Um, <laughs> you the mean, sad reality about today, the world we live in today, I mean, it is so easy, right? Like if you, back in the good old days, you know, you had to submit to a publisher. Now you submit to a blog or a fucking zine or whatever you want to call it which in my opinion isn't really publishing, but you publish all your stuff online. Um, there's a press for everyone and it just, it muddies the whole water. So places like Epic Rights Press and Six Well, that's how we rise to the surface because we're surrounded by so much crowd. And I, I hate to say it, but that's absolutely true. You know, um, 
I don't know, some places, you you know, they have bad experiences. You order a book, the book never shows up or the book shows up and you want to fucking put an imaginary finger to your head and pull the trigger, right? Like, it's horrible. I want to read some new poems here. All right. These are all six foot swell kind of uh, energy poems. Back from basic training. Tommy recounted stories of barbaric drills, horrific exercises, and long, inhumane days that could have easily been plucked from the pages of Dante's Inferno. Finally, he said, it's incredible how much punishment the human body can take and still keep going. At which point, I looked at my wife, nodded my head in agreement, and said, brother, you're preaching to the choir. You and I are soulmates, Sandra Dawn said. I found you in this world, and I'll find you in the next, and the next, and the next. I will never stop looking. I'll always find you. There you go, I said, again, with the threats. (laughs) Sandra Dawn, you once told me that I was the kind of person that makes other people want to kill themselves. Well, I just want you to know. That if you ever find yourself alone in your darkest hour and you want to do yourself in, call me. I'm always here to talk. Oh, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The billboard. The billboard was supposed to read, this Mother's Day, give mom what she's really wanted. A new deck. But some joker had stolen the E from deck and replaced it with the I from give. As I walked in the door and found my father passed out drunk beneath the kitchen table. I thought, yeah, it's completely true. The best poems do write themselves. Mm-hmm. There you Excellent. have it. Excellent. Awesome. <laughs> I can just hear Marsha laughing. I love it. <laughs> We're almost at the end of the hour. And so, Wolfgang, tell people also about Poets Underground. You mentioned that. So people know what to look for there. Well, Poets Underground, of course, um, I search out the best and the brightest authors currently working the Merrill. And uh, some of my guests have included Rob Plath, John Yamris, Todd Cirillo, Bill Gaynor, William Taylor Jr. Um, I'm going to continue that. Um, that to me is important because there you get to see the poet in their natural setting. Um, you know, it, it's broken down. It's 10 minutes of interview and 15 minutes devoted just to the poet reading. So, you know, the episode I did with Todd, for example, was just fantastic. I mean, you know, the, the episode's an hour and we end up talking for three hours and you could take the other two hours and create a whole other show out of it. Um, I love it personally because it gives me the opportunity to sit in a room face to face with these people. And as far as the reason for doing it, I just want everyone, you know, when all is said and done and and, and the grass finally claims us, um, I want these poets to have had their chance at a say, like just here I am in my own words. Um, And that's really what Poets Underground is all about. And I'm really looking forward to the next episode because Mr. Cirillo is going to take over the hosting duties and I'm going to be the guest. So I'm going to be answering his questions. Um, I'll do my reading. It's going to be a great episode, you know, just like the, uh, the uh, Astro 2000 reading series. um, That one night I had Mr. John Yamris in my van and he took over the hosting duties. Uh, Truly for me, it's, it's amazing to see, see everything evolve like that. So Mr. Cirillo, I'm looking forward to your questions, and I'm looking forward to the episode, my friend. Yeah. Hey, listen, Wolf, I am I am proud to be friends with you, brother, and and that's and that's absolutely the truth. Marsha, you are as delightful as anyone I've ever spoken to over the phone, and I love it. I love I love what each of y'all are doing, and um, really, man, thank you so much. Thank you, Todd. So, and I must say, Marcia, thank you so much because you know it's always a pleasure um, speaking with you. I mean, just like uh, Mr. Shirley and I, you and I are in constant uh, communication too. Yes. You know, we run yes. things by each other, and that's absolutely amazing. And let the love fest continue. Come on, let's all get naked. Let's all open a beer. <laughs> all right, Next Ellen, I'm water, baby. <laughs> 
So I want to remind listeners that you have been listening to Talk With Me with Wolfgang Karstens, uh, publisher of Epic Rights Press, writer of the new collection, Helen High Water, that comes to you from Six Foot Swells Press, and Todd Cirillo, poet and publisher, and Six Foot Swells Press guy. So check out those two websites, buy some books, you've enjoyed this show. Put your money where your enjoyment is. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Daniel Smith, for producing the show. And so long, friends. Till next time. Thank you. Have a great night, you two. Thanks. Bye-bye.